Alrighty, what is going on? Welcome to the show. Happy Monday for all of you Matt Rule haters. It is a happy Monday indeed. I don't know why. Like, I didn't... Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, he got fired today. Uh, Look, I'm a Panther fan. I've watched or listened to virtually every one of the Panthers games since uh, Carolina got the franchise. I'm a I'm a Panther fan. Um, I think a lot of people think that this is going to like fix the problem, and maybe it does. It's all speculative uh, at this point, but it can get worse. I, I'm not sure. Like, have you been watching the Panthers for any amount of time? It can get worse. In fact, it usually does, <laughs> and so. Uh, if you think that, oh, we're going to get rid of this guy and like, yay, now we're going to be better. I'm not so sure that's how it is going to work. But again, it's just speculative and I'm I'm no expert at all. Um, I do think, though, I do think that Matt Rule, here's my, here's my premise. Matt Rule is a victim of technology. This is my premise. I will explain. I'll explain. No, I'll explain. Um, first, I want to welcome to the program Kyle Bailey. Uh, he is with our sister station down the hall there, WFNZ, on uh, 92.7 and uh, host of the show, The Clubhouse, in the mornings. Hey, how are you, Kyle? Afternoons, Pete. Afternoon. Oh, afternoons. Yeah. What time Pete's are you not on? a fan, y'all. No, well, I'm listening to, uh, I thought you did The Clubhouse in the mornings. No, no, no. It's Mac and Bone. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, uh, well Afternoons, well, two to six. Wait, are you up against me? Yeah. What is he doing in here now? I don't want that. No, anyway, so he's a casualty of technology. This is my premise. Because, I mean, that and the losing. I I should point that out. (laughs) That and the losing. But the premise is that the technology that allowed fans to swap the uh, tickets as easily as they can nowadays. Because back in the day, you remember, if you had a ticket and -hmm. and you needed to unload them, what would you have to do? You'd have to, like, go down to the sidewalk. Right. They put an ad in a paper or something. Now you just swap it, right? Just It's all digital. They don't even print the tickets anymore, do they? No. Well, not that I'm aware of. They've yeah. gone fully digital. In fact, a couple of years ago, uh, actually as recently as last year, I think, especially early season, there were some real problems getting into the stadium. But I think they've gotten those sorted out. So wait, your, your theory is that because it's so easy to offload tickets, and right. yet yesterday's scene was so ugly right. that it was the catalyst to finally fire him. Well, that and the losing. That and yes. the losing. And right. the losing. And right. the losing. Right. right. I, I, I don't want to minimize the losing because it has been pretty profound. Yes. 11 and 27. Um, <laughs> 1 and 27 overall when the opponent scores a measly 17 points. Uh, keep, keep in mind, by the way, the league average in the NFL for scoring 23 points a game. So uh, nearly a touchdown under, well, actually a touchdown under that is all it took to beat the Panthers in the Matt Rule era. 17 points. So you just so. got to be an average team to beat. The I guess statistically, a below-average offense still gets it done. Yeah, it still gets it done. Yeah, because their offense has been so bad. That that's really the issue. Like you know, you, the the losing yes, but if you drill down a little bit further, what got Matt Rule fired at the end of the day was his inability to figure out the most important position on the field, and that's the quarterback position. Uh, they get rid of Cam Newton, unpopular move at the time. Uh, still, I think histo- you can look back and understand the reasons why, but unpopular move. I it, was a, I was a fan of Cam, even I didn't same. like the off the field yeah, stuff. I still think like I'm, I cannot understand why he doesn't have a fashion well, line yet. Like that's the really like <laughs> well, that's even the before that there, there aren't 32 quarterbacks in this league better than him today, right? So he's a big personality. Yeah, uh, that's part of it. Like there are a lot of teams hesitant to have a celebrity backup, but still, um, that's not the point. But 
but the thing with Rule is Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. PJ Walker, I forgot about Baker Bridgewater. Mayfield, uh-huh. right? It's been a procession of mediocre quarterbacks through here, and they never fully committed to the rebuild in that way. Never drafted a first-round rookie quarterback. They took Matt Corral last year in the third round, who I like, but I'm not sure is ever going to get a chance here to prove that he can be the guy, mm-hmm. given the fact that Matt Rule's gone. And with Steve Wilkes taking over, he's a Charlotte guy, Johnson C. Smith went to App State, like – I don't know if they're going to give him an earnest opportunity to coach this full roster over the next 12 games or with the trade deadline looming uh, three weeks from now, sell off assets and and put this this organization back in a place where the next guy can come in with draft picks, some capital, some cap space to build this the right way. So I say all that to say, um, Matt Rule, the defense got better under Phil Snow. Special teams they figured out. Uh, Love the Chris Tabor hire this offseason. They fe- they brought in a an all-decade punter in Johnny Hecker. You're, you're just keep in mind, there are a lot of people that are listening have no idea any of these names. Sure, I get so, it. Right, right. But the so, point is, they, they've done well in many other places, right. but the most important position on the field They've continually whiffed on, and it's it's been the backbreaker for the Matt Rule era. Yeah, yeah. and so th- th- they gave this guy a whole bunch of money and a very long term contract, right? So they're gonna, yeah. I guess, they got to pay the rest of that. I mean, I don't care because it's Tepper's money, so right. it doesn't matter to me. And that's, I'm glad you said that because there are people that are freaking out. I can't believe we still owe this guy. For, no, 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 you don't. Right. David Tepper does. This this isn't college football where it's going to break your athletics department. David Tepper has to stroke that check. It doesn't. It doesn't impact the salary cap. It doesn't impact anything else mm-hmm. other than David Tepper's while it's forty million dollars lighter. Right. That's it. Which is nothing for him. No, he'll I make mean, that I up say in a month. It's nothing, but I don't know. I'm no billionaire, so I mean, maybe it does count. I guess like really rich people do count all of their millions. Like I count all my pennies. Um, <laughs> so uh, you you talked with Steve Smith, former Carolina Panthers, yes. right, and uh, uh, wide receiver, uh, and uh, he said to you, I was reading on your site. He said, if the, if you want the fans to stop booing, play better. And I read through some of the comments from the players. Yesterday in the locker room, they all were, they're all defending their coach. So he didn't lose the locker room, so to speak. So this obviously came from the front office, right? Obviously came down from Tepper, and it obviously had to do with the performance. One in four, I guess now they are, right, through the season. And yeah, they've only won one game. And I think what happened at the stadium, like that's. That's your third home game, right? Their third home game uh, this season? Fourth, or I fourth this season, yeah. third in a row, something? Yeah. yeah, and that's just embarrassing. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. That that was the final straw, to your original point, right? It was it's been trending in that direction. But when you show up to Bank of America Stadium yesterday, and very few Panthers fans did, but the ones who did, they looked around and they were outnumbered in their own stadium by fans of a West Coast team. Um, that's not good. You can't even say like, oh, it's the it's the Falcons or oh, it's, it's the, the Redskins. Sorry, the right. Commanders, right? Like you can't say it because those were historically in this area, right? right? Those were teams that people followed before the Panthers, so you can understand that. But this is yeah from San Francisco. I was not aware of a massive San Francisco contingent. Well, they they're kind of like the Steelers in that their run of success in the eighties and nineties led to a national fan base. Right? Yeah. There's a Steelers bar in every city in America. They're mm-hmm. like locusts. They're everywhere. True. Um, and the Forty ers are that way, but they're still three thousand miles away. And and they it was a all you could see was a sea of red in yeah. the stadium yesterday. Yeah. And the Panthers, of course, are black and blue. I, that had to David Tepper had to look at that yesterday and realize okay, they might like Matt Rule. The guy's clearly still Matt Rule's not a bad guy. Like no, Matt Rule's yeah. a likable guy. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, he's a good family man. 
he just sucked at, fi- at finding quarterbacks, and it cost him his probably one and only shot in the NFL. How much How much responsibility does he have, though, for that? Is that him, or is that somebody else making those types of draft decisions? Well, he did sign a contract that stipulated that he has final say on roster decisions um, back then. Now, that dynamic, I think, has changed to an extent since the G- general manager, Scott Fitterer, was hired last spring. Um, but Matt Rule still has a heavy hand in roster decisions. So mm-hmm. there's, there's no escaping the decisions that were made here. If you want to point to someone else... You point to the owner, mm-hmm. David Tepper. Uh, David Tepper now spans two head coaches. He didn't hire Ron Rivera, but he did fire him, and, and he hired Matt Rule, and now we're going on what looks to be the fifth straight season under David Tepper where Carolina doesn't play postseason football. Mm-hmm. Half a decade of no playoff football here. Now, you, the, the Carolina Panthers aren't the Steelers. They're not the 49ers. They've been to two Super Bowls. They haven't won one, um, and they've never put together back-to-back winning seasons. So right. there's, there's something of a unique legacy here or you know, history Almost like here. a black cat as a mascot might have some. You know, but here's the thing. They're only 25 years old as yeah. an organization, right? Yeah. Their first 25 years are actually markedly better than the first 25 years of most other franchises hmm. in the NFL. Look at New Orleans. New Orleans, until Sean Payton showed up, was a laughing stock. Remember the Aints when they yeah, wore the, yeah. the, the paper bags on their heads yeah. in the stadium? Like That was a poverty franchise up until Sean Payton showed up. This The Panthers have been up and down, off and on, but there is an expectation here, I think, that people believe this can be a winner, and David Tepper's got to prove it. David Tepper has shown no evidence to this point that he's a good NFL owner. He's very good at growing money and managing a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good at those sorts of things. But he's looking like right now like the latest billionaire to step into NFL ownership and realize it's not as easy as the last thing that I did. All right, so let me ask you this. I got a uh, sent a message here real quick on uh, the Twitter machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a picture of, because uh, you're a Ph.D. weight loss and nutrition guy, <laughs> as am I. It's a picture of uh, Hellman's gravy-flavored mayo. And so my premise here is mayo is the superior condiment over all other condiments. Ooh. It is the superior condiment yeah. because it does so many other things that others cannot. Gravy just made mayonnaise better in my mind. Right. So it's gravy flavored mayo because on PhD, like mayo, you know, it's a dietary fat. It's a dietary fat. We, we can eat that. Right. And now you're giving me gravy flavor. Right. How do I say, we're, do we have a biscuit substitute? Because I'm in. We'll just heat it up. Right, I don't know. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking this is uh, this is how I get my gravy uh, quote, uh, quota up now because I haven't had gravy in a very long time. And now, of course, I'm seeing, like, I'm getting all sorts of uh, responses. And apparently Hellman's has an entire line, habanero garlic, red pepper, cucumber dill, bacon, and tomato. I'm pretty fancy here now. Mayo. That's a lot. You can't do that with ketchup. This is my point. There are too many options there. Like I feel like that's paralysis by analysis type stuff. Too many options. <laughs> too many options. Yeah, just too many I, options. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> All right. Hey, I appreciate you coming yes, in. Yes, sir. You can catch him two o'clock. If you hate me, obviously, yeah. and want to listen to a different, you know, host talk about sports. Well, that's I didn't fine. hate you until you didn't realize when I did my show. No, so now I I'm tried. Hurt. To, I don't want people to go over and listen to you. Oh, well, I, I figure if I sent them over there, strategically, that makes sense. Right. I didn't think you'd correct me. I'm out of here. All right, Kyle See Bailey. Me. WFNZ 92.7. Thanks so much. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thanks again to Kyle Bailey from WFNZ for dropping in, chatting about Matt Rule. I had such high hopes. With a name like Rule, there were so many marketing opportunities that we could have utilized, you know? So many catchphrases and stuff. Especially if we won, you know, like any games. 
If we could win a couple games, like Matt's rule, you know, rules, rules, and whatever. There were like a lot of different things that we could have done. Tom says, Pete, it is a myth to think that PSL holders can sell their tickets at cost. We can't sell this product. Tepper has the tickets sold. We PSL holders are screwed. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You you can sell the t- I mean, you're not going to sell them at cost. No, because the, the product is bad. Absolutely. I agree. But you can. But the point is, back in the old days, this is why I say Matt Rule was is a victim of technology. And the losing, but a victim of technology in that he, uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he didn't win a lot of games, lost a lot actually. And, um, uh, the tickets are easily transferable. I'm not saying you're going to make your money on it, but they're, they're so easily transferable now that you can pack a stadium with the fans of the opposing team because it's a simple transfer app now. It's so easy to do, whereas back in the day, you'd actually have to, you know, go down to Panther Stadium, stand out in front, either sell them to some scalper, and you wouldn't make your money back then if the Panthers were terrible. I mean, I remember we could get tickets for like 5 or $10 when the Panthers were, you know, in the midst of their 1-15 season, and we did. Like, we would go down there and get a couple tickets and go see the game, but they were terrible. And so, yes, we could get tickets. I remember here at the radio station, there would be, you know, some tickets to the game that the station has access to. And so they would, you know, uh, you could go down and you could, you know, grovel to the uh, to the sales team or management. You know, please, please let me have the tickets. And then you, you, you would get to go to the suite or whatever. Um, but in the years when they were terrible... I mean, you just find the tickets. They'd be just like sitting out on a desk over there. Like nobody wanted the tickets because they weren't very good. That's always the case, right? Supply and demand. And when the team gets good, then everybody wants to go to see the games because they're good. And it's a different experience, right? It's fun. And you're going to win. Chances are you're going to win. You're more likely to win. And uh, uh, or, you know, maybe get a football from Cam Newton. But, yes, I agree. You cannot you can't you're not going to be able to unload the tickets to Panther fans, but you can unload the tickets to to the uh, to the opposing team's fans, and I think that's what happened yesterday. And again, the, because the Panthers are not very good, uh, and and the Forty ers are, so you just you see a lot of people showing up, and, and now your home stadium looks like an away game, and that's just embarrassing. That's embarrassing, and if you're the owner of the team, uh, and you were a big uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan, that's even probably insult to injury now. Like, here's, you got this team, and you're trying to build this whole thing, and you got pride in the product, and you want, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed, and that's kind of embarrassing. Um, But no, I uh, look, I wish, who's this new guy? Um, Wilkes? Steve Wilkes. So, local guy, everyone's excited for him. I am too. I hope he does well. Uh, apparently he kind of got uh kind of got the shaft in Arizona when he was the coach of the Cardinals or something and they cut him after like one year they fired him so I don't know maybe he gets a chance to uh to turn it around and it can't happen look the year that we went to the Super Bowl if I recall correctly with uh Jake Delhomme the year we went to the Super Bowl Rodney Pete started that first game and he was not doing well at all. I mean, he was just kind of, you know, 
you just throw like a three yard pass and then they would punt and like it wasn't a lot happening. And they threw in Delhomme. And he's just a baller and a gamer, and he's like, I'm going to get this done. And he just he gave a spark to that team, and yeah, it took us on a run all the way to the Super Bowl, which we then lost to the Patriots because we kicked the ball out of bounds on the last play of the game. But I'm not bitter. So, um, yeah, I mean, so just a, a personnel change can shake up a team if you got all of the parts that are working right. But look, this is – all right, so here's my – Here's my bias, and then I'm going to move off of the sports ball stuff, okay? But here's my bias. I am a run-the-ball, run-the-ball, run-the-ball punt kind of guy. That's it. I'm not flashy with the NFL stuff. But like, I want a game plan that is just going to run the ball right down your throat. And we're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it, and eventually you're going to get tired, we're going to bust off a bunch of big runs, and then it's going to open up the passing game, and then we're going to go to the Super Bowl, and then we, and then we win. That's, like, that's my view of, like, of, the, uh, of what a team, a successful team is. I know it's, very, it's a very John Fox kind of old-school way, but that's what I would like to see. Uh, what's the old line, uh, uh, like, only three things happen when you pass the ball and two of them aren't good? Yeah. So, I... And, and we got some good running backs, I think. Right? I've heard some good things about the guys that we got. So why don't we try that? Yes, Kyle Bailey does uh, overnights. Like midnight to three or something like that, I want to say. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody who came out for the Alzheimer's Association walk in Gastonia on Saturday. It was great to uh, meet everybody. Bob from Booger Mountain. It's good to see you. Actually, I had a... Uh, hang on a second. Let me pull up my notes because I wrote a note. His wife, Valerie, their friend, Kathy, and Pierce. The dog. Uh, they all participated in the walk on Saturday. Uh, we raised a bunch of money. There are walks going on. The next one is going to be uh, October 22nd. That's going to be at uh, Truist Field in uh, Uptown Charlotte. Uh, that's going to be a fun one as well. Uh, I'm going to try to be there on the, uh, the 22nd. And I uh, was there uh, Saturday with Ramona Holloway from our sister station, 107.9, Mix 107.9 and um, that was, uh, that, that was her first, uh, al- uh, walk to end Alzheimer's since her mom passed away from it. And, uh, so that was a, it was a, it was a big one and they do a, a flower garden where they have different color flowers for people who are caregivers, people who have it, people who, um, are family members, uh, have, uh, have passed away from it. And so, Ramona got her purple flower on Saturday, which nobody wants to get. But um, so that was it, it was emotional. It was tough, but it was a great cause. And uh, we talked about I mentioned on the program a couple of weeks ago that they had this breakthrough with this drug, Lacanumab, and uh, it seems to uh, arrest some of the early onset symptoms. It does not prevent Alzheimer's from uh you know, from eventually, you know, taking over, but it does slow down some of the early onset symptoms, which is uh, promising. It's the, one of the most promising drugs so far uh, that's been developed. So 
Uh, if you want to participate, go to alz.org slash walk, alz.org, and uh, look for the one coming up on Saturday the 22nd. And they do a, they, they do a flower ceremony uh, uh, at that one as well, at all of them, actually. This is the big month for all of the walks all around uh, the country. Um, I got a tweet here. I thought I got, oh, no, it's an email. Hang on. It was an email. To uh, do about the Panthers here that, uh, yeah, Kevin says, Pete, the Panthers game was so red yesterday. Uh, I pretended I was at an NC State game with my paw years ago. There you go. That's, you know, lemonade out of lemons, right? You just pretend it's NC State colors is all. That's, I mean, unless, of course, you're not an NC State fan. That's, that, that's a little bit more awkward then. Um, and I did mention, and this is true, that's, uh, that mayo is the superior condiment. Mayonnaise is, is the superior condiment. There is no other condiment that comes close to checking all the boxes and doing all of the things that mayonnaise can do. I'm a big mayo fan. And when I found out when I'm on PhD weight loss and nutrition that mayo is permitted, I mean, one tablespoon, but it's still mayo. And so you get to throw a tablespoon of mayo uh, into the lunch and the breakfast and the the dinner, or if you get the avocado oil mayo, which I got to tell you, as a mayo connoisseur, I will tell you, I detect no difference in the flavor between old school original mayo and avocado oil mayo. Now, I do detect the difference in price. That is true. But the avocado oil mayo is so much better for you that you can have two tablespoons of it. And now you're in as I like to call it, high mayo. Uh, you are, you're, I mean, yeah, you got, you got two tablespoons of the avocado oil mayo, uh, and, that, and now they got flavors of it. You got like the sriracha mayos. You got the garlic aioli mayos. You got the, uh, what's the other one? The pesto flavor one. There's just all these different mayos that are out there. And, and like, what's the comparison? What is the closest comparison in the condiment world and I've said this before, I'll say it again, there is no other condiment, like, there's nothing that that you could put another condiment on that you can't put mayo on. Mayo works in every situation that every other condiment works in. Now, whether or not, like, you may not like mayo, the taste of it, and that's fine. I'm not telling you, like, you're a monster because you don't like mayo, but... Uh, that that's fine. You don't have to like mayo. My wife does not like the taste of mayo. She doesn't like any condiments, actually, but she, she doesn't like mayo. That's totally fine. However, you have to recognize the intrinsic superiority of the condiment because it can, it can do what every other condiment does, right? I mean, think about it. Mustard. What was mustard's big breakthrough? They made it taste more like mayo by doing what? Mixing mayo into it, Right? Mayo makes every other condiment better, like ketchup as well. Ketchup turns into miraculously Russian dr- I guess we're not supposed to call it that anymore. Ukrainian dressing. They turn it into Ukrainian dressing. Right? It's the superior condiment. And now, now they have gravy-flavored mayo. And gravy, not so good for you. It, it's not. You got the flour. I mean, the drippings are fine. So if it's like a brothy kind of thing, like then that's fine. But 
like I've been missing me some gravy because as you know, Homer Simpson taught us, you're supposed to get eight cups of gravy a day. That's what the doctor recommends. Eight cups of gravy a day. So now I can get the taste of gravy again. Oh my gosh. This is a new day. Hang on. Let's get Mike on. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete. Hey. I celebrate your Mayo celebration. Thank you. Welcome. But the next question then comes, hmm. what brand of Mayo, Pete? See, that's a divisive kind of question. We should... We, that's we, why e- I'm here. Uh, <laughs> right. You should try to unite us. I know what you're doing. This is like the barbecue question. Although I do have an answer for that. I like the vinegar-based barbecue. Um, well, the fact is, I grew up in Nebraska, not far from where John Stokes grew up. Ah, and out there, it was all Miracle Whip. That's and, not well. I that's not Mayo. 30, I I know. I okay. know. I know. Uh, all right. But we didn't know the difference. And and it says it on I've the package. Thirty-three years, and I am a strong Duke's devotee. The Hellman's just doesn't hold a candle. So. I like I so I I think a lot of this is just based on what you were raised uh, eating. I was raised because I was raised in New York. It was Hellman's. We didn't have Dukes up there, so it was Hellman's mayo. I come down south. I'm eating Dukes mayo. I like Dukes mayo. So here's the thing: I love mayo, so that's why I like Dukes and I like Hellman's. It really doesn't matter to me. I like both of them. Uh, I, I but I. I there is a little bit of a difference, I think, with the Dukes. And it depends. Like, there are different kinds that you can get that are going to be, like, thicker. There's a higher viscosity to some of them, you know? If you get, like, the restaurant-grade Dukes mayo, that's like a thicker kind of gloppy mayo. Well, I don't have access to that, but I know that Dukes has just a bit more of a vinegar tang, yeah. I think, from the Hellman's. And at least we're both on the mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that, but so here's the thing. Uh, Miracle Whip, not mayo. It says it right on the package that it's it's sandwich dressing, right? Isn't that what it says or on the package? Salad dressing, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, yeah. Right. So they're they, they, like to their credit, at least they're honest in that they're not mayo. They're not pretending to be mayo. Although it, I think you know they're okay with people being deceived somewhat. But uh, but no, it's definitely not mayonnaise. And the first time I had it, I think was the last time I had it. It's just not. It's it's. Uh, it's this disgusting. is the only occasion in which I will root for Duke. Oh, that's good. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, sir. Uh, yeah, mayo. So now they got gravy-flavored mayonnaise. Like, would you eat gravy-flavored mustard? No, because it's disgusting. Why? I'm just thinking of it as repulsive, right? Danny says, big gravy should find a way to fight back with mayonnaise-flavored gravy. I am interested. I'm not saying no. All right, if I get Matt ruled, it's because the boss doesn't like mayo. I did not know this before I started. So let me amend my prior remarks. I hate mayo. I think mayo is just an awful condiment. No, I'm kidding. Let me go over here to Reed. Hello, Reed. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Things for you. I'm a long-time listener since 1957. I was six. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, was gonna, number, I haven't been on the air I, that long. Just, yeah. No. Been, it's been around a while. Oh, WBT. I thought you were a listener yeah. of mine since 1956. 
No, no. I don't think you're that old. No, I'm not. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of confused me. All right, so what's going on? Uh, two mayo things. Uh, number one, uh, I just had to switch from mayo, uh, uh, whatever base it is, to avocado base, mm-hmm. and it's better. You can get mayonnaise with that avocado oil base. Yep. It tastes better than either Duke's or Hellman's. Oh, now, hang on. Let's not let's not say anything we're going to regret later on. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. It's one of my revelations in life. It is I'm very on my good. I'm way home to eat a banana sandwich with mayonnaise, and it's the avocado base. Yeah, no. I, look, I have I got it. I have some in my uh, my afternoon snack in my little pouch over here, good, ready to go. And it's the um, this one is the sriracha flavor. It's a, a primal kitchen. I'm not in paid endorser for it. I'm just saying, like that's the. It is expensive though. That's the downside. It's more expensive. But you, yeah. you know, if you're only doing well, a like, tablespoon, then you're you're good to go. Exactly. Well, I'd, I'd rather have it be expensive than me be dead. <laughs> True. Yeah, the life is trade offs. And I actually had mayonnaise on French fries in Europe, and it was good. Oh, there! It's fantastic. Oh, I, it is. Yeah, I, and like this whole idea that people think this is disgusting. I, uh, my reply to them is, "Do you eat potato salad?" Yeah, because that's exactly. all that is. It's potatoes and mayo. And their mayonnaise is a little thinner, and it's a little more tasty. Mm. And uh, I've, I've sworn I'll put ketchup on my steak, but I'm gonna put mayo on my fries. See, I'll put I'll put mayo on a steak too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You might convince me. But have you tried it? No, but I will now. now you abs- look. My my challenge still stands, and it has never been refuted. Which is, find me something you put a condiment on that mayo doesn't also work with. Anything you put, like if you put ketchup on, like I had somebody they thought they had me. They're like, oh, eggs. Oh, I put ketchup on eggs. We got you, Pete. I'm like, hello, egg salad, right? Everything yes. that you put any yeah. other condiment on, you can swap out mayo, and it still works. I'm inclined to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Right, but we are mayophiles. So, yep. uh, all right. Exactly. Hey, Reed, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the uh, the endorsement of the avocado uh, oil mayo. Okay. Hi, see you later. See ya. Uh, let me see here. This is Kevin. He says, careful, Pete. It's the Duke's Mayo Bowl over at Bank of America Stadium, but only Hellman's has gravy mayo. Oh, I'm so conflicted. That's true. Well, here's the thing also. Uh, Producer Chris asks, with the gravy-flavored mayo, at what point does it become gravy? And I think we determined during the break, I think it's a viscosity issue. If it becomes too thin, then it's gravy. Right? If it's thick and, and, and fluffy, as mayo is, then it's still mayo. But at some point... If it gets too thin, then it probably does turn into gravy, mayo-flavored gravy. Okay, Mike, welcome to the program. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Hey, I want to tell you a silly story. Uh, I, when I, I grew up in Burlington, Iowa, right on the Mississippi, and I went to a parochial school. Actually, the school's not there anymore. They tore it down. But during lunch, uh, and the school provided a lunch, uh, they served a lot of chicken salad mm-hmm. and I cannot consume that. And what happened was uh, I used to stuff that. I only got a half a sandwich because that's all I wanted. So I stuffed that in my milk carton and try to get out without the nuns seeing me. But every once in a while, I had to choke it down, and then I came back up. So I hate mayo. That's not that. You can't blame mayo for that. You, Why? you blame you blame the Catholic Church like everybody does. Like that's no, come on. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Catholic Church 
it was a Catholic <laughs> school, and you know, the nuns were were they were the nuns of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we called them the Black Veiled Monsters. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, well, they, we'll blame the nuns then. Okay, Mike, I appreciate the call. It is not Mayo's fault. It could be the chicken, you know. Could be the chicken. Yeah, because bad chicken salads, not very good. All right, news is next.